That is so good. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I like it. I love I that. Sense. What is that? ASMR. What? That should be the end. ASMR. Uh, ASMR. I do not like. It. Is ASMR? Is it a form of yoga or no. mental health? <laughs> <laughs> that yoga. That should be a good question. <laughs> is not, it, not not a lot. Not a little bit. Not a lot. Of, not at all. <laughs> hey, give us an intro, bro. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Five Run Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and today I have my two lovely co hosts, Gina and Maddie. We're lovely. We're today. lovely. Yes. Thank you for that compliment, Nate. Yeah. And a voice you guys might remember if you're at the Oak Runco house uh, that was on April 28th and 29th. Uh, Lisa hosted the, yo- the yoga. Um, yes. Yeah. And yes. she's yes. here in the studio with us Hi. today to talk Thank about you. yoga, mindfulness, and what to do and how to put it in your life to just live a better, happier life. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lisa, for being with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you're a yoga instructor, photographer, trip leader. (laughs) You do a little bit of everything. I do. I do. I try to find ways that uh, all the different passions blend together to Mm. kind of keep me flowing. Keep you moving and grooving. I see what you did there. Let's talk some yoga. (laughs) Gentle flow. (laughs) And what's the name of the studio? So the Oakland studio I teach at is called Arise. Okay. Um, And then I also teach at Castro Valley Yoga, uh, which is where I was born and raised and how I met Gina. We have a lot of Castro Valley blood. Uh, we do. This this community here in the Bay is pretty uh, pretty strong, and it's nice to see people haven't left us. <laughs> <laughs> We're still going strong. We're still going strong <laughs> for sure. That's great. So, how did you how did you find yoga to begin with? Like, good question. Like, yeah, take us back to what what brought you into it. So, when I started my photography career, I was fresh out of high school. Um, following the path in college and and working alongside of, you know, schoolwork. And (laughs) I had an aunt who kind of saw how sleep deprived I was and how hard I was hustling and my posture (laughs) because I was always at my computer or my Mm. camera. So my shoulders were just always tense and and she um, was a longtime practitioner, and she was like, hey, you know, this yoga studio is hiring front desk for trade. You get free classes. You can, oh, wow. you know, just check people in and then take the class. And at the time, I didn't have money to invest in myself. So I was like, that would be interesting. So I did it. And the first yoga class I took, I was so out of breath. I could not <laughs> hold a downward-facing dog. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and um, after a couple of weeks and doing it twice a week consistently for trade work, I saw the benefit in not only the physical side and how I was sleeping and kind of moving through my days, but my patience increased, Mm. my understanding of like who I was and what I was doing. And I didn't know it until I went on a trip and my patience was really tested. We were in a lot of different, we went to Brazil. It was a trip I had wanted to go on my whole life and I was finally there and it was like- Was it a study abroad or was it- No, it was just, just a personal, it was wow. like, I just, we, I had wanted to go and I got some mm. friends to go with me and we just went. And at the time, traveling wasn't as popular as it is now for yeah. sure. So it wasn't, it was like you saved up to go, you know, it was mm-hmm. thousands of dollars to mm-hmm. fly. And, um, And when I went, I remember just, you know, being in circumstances that were uncomfortable. And it was then that I realized that yoga introduced something that I wasn't aware of at the time, which was my understanding of just being present with what is and not Mm. having to be reactive and not having to, um, 
know exactly what I was doing to feel good doing it. So anyways, my understanding on the more spiritual and mindful level shifted. And so when I came back, I ended up just diving full force into my practice and um, it excelled from there. And then I, as a photographer, I started photographing yoga instructors and I, oh, cool. and it was really cool, except for they'd look at me after and they're like, this is lovely, but I can't use it because my alignment isn't right. And I'm like, what does that mean? Oh no. I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Like, do look, it again real quick. Yeah. Do it again. Show me. Yeah, show me. Yeah. It, it looks, looks good to though. me. Yeah. yeah totally. They're like, no, my toe has to be, I'm like, what? Oh. Um, and so I ended up getting, you know, getting involved in, um, in more photography and uh, a friend of mine was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to lead a training. Are you interested in learning more? And you get to learn the alignment and all that. And I thought, well, this will be a good way so I can better direct for photography. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was doing the training, I just fell in love with the practice. And um, and I ended up leading a Greece retreat immediately after. And I loved being able to take people on a trip where they got to practice that mindfulness and the patience and the physical side of yoga while they're, you know, absorbing a whole new experience. And so the passion of retreats became a really big component. And then um, studio life at home was my ability to kind of sustain all this practice and keep me keep me rooted. So were you always like a creative minded person? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. So you're, were you always doing art and mm-hmm. yeah. signing up for the extra extracurricular activities that I mean, around that? Or I mean, when I was in high school, I was definitely a social butterfly. <laughs> so I, I didn't opt into many uh, extracurricular activities other than, you know, sideshows. But <laughs> Bay Area. We all know about Let's that. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but I was always a Keep creative. <laughs> I'm engaged, feel- man. I'm engaged. Right now. <laughs> you asked us to be on the podcast. <laughs> you don't want to close? Don't invite me. Uh, yeah, I regret many things. Uh- <laughs> but yes, but yes, always. Always been a creative. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. So I guess as like Maddie and I are new runners, but I think we're all, and Gina does teaches dance, and mm-hmm. like we're, we're active in one mm-hmm. field. Uh, like in what ways can we bring like, yoga into mm. our lives to complement what we already do i know i know maddie already does a little bit not it's not like you go to a class every week uh i have tried i was like everyone i tried over the pandemic to get into it and then once the pandemic was over quotation marks i guess <laughs> i mean it's a blurry line uh and i could be outside more i stopped but um i know yoga can be kind of i don't know almost in a way like intimidating like anything else like running and like mm-hmm. other activities like that what in what ways can someone just slowly bring into their life that's a to, good question. yeah to get into it well I think you bring up a good point that it's not for everybody and mm-hmm. there's so many styles so it, it, mm-hmm. a lot of it has to start with you just have to kind of find what what calls to you at the starting point and for me it was my own reasons for you it would be yours and so it's it's about starting with whatever is the most intriguing to you so if it's the physical side if you want something more active then you'd go to a vinyasa class where you are definitely flowing at a quicker pace if you need stress relief you might go into a more restorative or meditative class mm-hmm. right well, restorative so, yoga is where it's at. oh my god <laughs> So like hip openers and stuff. I'm like, let's get it. Like, I fell asleep in Lisa's class. <laughs> like, she, did. she did. On the roof. At the moxie. At the she moxie. fell asleep. She was like, because I was behind her. And she's like two poses behind kind of. But like you said, like go at your own pace. Like yes. I was like, I'm not going to give her a hard time. Like, the sun was beating down week. on me. And so then like we switched to a different pose. And then I see her get up. Looking around. <laughs> she looks around. 
And I just look at her smiling. She's just like, Ooh. like I, I feel like asleep. I had like awakened into heaven. <laughs> it was such a good two second nap. Yeah. That's <laughs> like minutes. a yogi's dream right there. Like you had it. You found um, it. You I found the mental just, state. Yeah, the and perfect you just example. Went into yeah. the relaxation mode. Which is like Lisa, what we were talking about off off microphone. But I was asking like, there's you know the runner's high. But if there's, mm. I guess there's no term for it. But there is like a high you get after a great mm-hmm. yoga session. Yeah, or it, at a certain point in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, we talked about this yeah. even with running, you hit a certain threshold. Yeah. And when you go, when you finally go beyond it, all of a sudden you're in a different state. And they call that the flow state. Yeah. And, I mean, if you've ever read much about, you know, the studies around like quote unquote flow, mm-hmm. there's there's actually this, you know, whole release in your nervous system that yeah. all of a sudden everything just makes sense. And it's like a wave of clarity, <laughs> a kind of a euphoric experience. Yeah. And when you reach that point, yeah. It's bliss. And then when you don't reach that point, it is so aggravating because that's yeah. like all you want, right? Yeah. And if it doesn't yeah. click, but that's kind of part of the practice. And I think that's why we call it yoga, quote unquote, practice is, mm-hmm. I mean, with anything, it's always changing all the time. Yeah. I don't so, think I reached that, but <laughs> I did reach a point of like... She hit that savasana early. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you as an organizer and leader of that event mm. experienced so much. And mm. so I would I would go, if I were to like look at you as this example and say, okay, well, here's an incredible person who poured every bit of herself into an event where she was hosting other people and making sure that mm. they were feeling supported and happy and good. And so you were... In, in very much of this kind of giving spirit that in that moment you finally turned inward and mm. you had this sense of pause or reset and mm. that little nap, quote unquote, and maybe it was even just like a moment where you just didn't have to give anything other than what you wanted in that moment. Like that is a huge shift in a practice that not a lot of people reach because they go to yoga classes and they think, okay, I have to get the most out of this. Yep. I'm going to go do whatever the teacher says for the whole hour and 15 yeah. minutes. And my, my, actually my fiance recently made fun of me because he's like, we take classes together and he notices that almost every class at a certain point I go rogue. I just, <laughs> I go do my own thing. And he's like, why do you always, why do you always do that? Like, you are you lazy? And I'm like, <laughs> no, you don't understand. There's a certain point where all of a sudden you understand what it is you and your body need in that mm. moment. And that is the practice. You give that to yourself and you are in your own self inner guidance, right? Mm. So the the space, the studio, the teachers are there when you need to learn, but you also are there to tune inward mm. and give yourself what you need. So you don't have to do what you're told. You are essentially learning when you're open to learning but you're you're zoning out when you need to as well so it's it's, it's very personal in the way like i mean obviously your studio and you're the best teacher but <laughs> it, it's, it can be very personal right like i mean you could you could have just been at a weird studio or not connect with the teacher but yeah. that doesn't mean that one time it's yoga oh yoga is not for me because i did it once exactly. and i just didn't like it i didn't understand it all but you gotta give it a few tries it sounds like to actually yeah give it a chance to connect with you. And and to go back to your earlier question of like, well, how do you incorporate it? And that's the thing is you try different things Mm -hmm. and you find what works for you, what you like, what you don't. um, And you start there and you find, you find your way to kind of emerge in slowly. Um, And I would say that, that it's not about um, the teacher so much as it is about your mentality showing up and what it is you are trying to get. Mindset. It's a mindset thing for sure. Running also same thing. Yeah. With anything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, we, I mean, if you're sticking to a strict plan, you might know you have a seven-mile run coming up. But if you go, I'm going, it's going to suck already going in. Like, ah, oh, seven miles, it's going to be the worst ever. Like, yes. seven miles always sucks. But if you can change and take maybe 10, 15 minutes before and go, you know, it's really not going to be that bad. Like, I ran my first eight miles with Maddie 
the week of the moxie and Best I, it was run of your life because <laughs> I was there. Exactly. Well, if, honestly, like, guys, I can't let's believe go. they did that. <laughs> if it was just me, I probably would have stopped a few times going around the lake and like caught my breath. I would have gotten the eight done, but I wouldn't have done it all in one shot. And we had a great conversation the entire time. As one of those, it mentally took me out because we were having a good conversation that like you almost don't want the run to stop because then the conversation stops. And one, you, you also know you have to me. go. To- <laughs> you love me. Like a sister. <laughs> I would hope so. I've never had any other love from you, honestly. <laughs> Maddie's Aiken. like, oh, different team. Aiken. Different team. <laughs> different team, bro. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, but I've never had an older sister, so mm. there you go. Because I was always, always you had an top. older, older now you do. <laughs> yeah, was it 10 years? Yeah, 10 plus. Yeah. That would make you the mistake. Yeah. I'm the older. Yeah, so. the, yeah, not the mistake. I think the blessing. You were the oopsie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. JK, <laughs> they say I'm love your you older mom. <laughs> I think it is true what you said earlier about like just different classes and different types mm-hmm. of yoga with dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's also teacher too. Mm-hmm. There could be mm-hmm. a Zumba or a dance aerobic class that you love the practice, but the teacher, every class is different mm-hmm. and you don't connect or vibe really? with them. So the whole class is off. And I feel like that is something from a dancer perspective. Like if the vibe is off, the movement is off mm-hmm. and your alignment is off, mm-hmm. but it never was off with you. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah, good. I, just, I wanted to ask a question. So during the practice that we had mm-hmm. with you, which was amazing. It was such like this cool moment on this rooftop mm-hmm. that, yeah, like you said earlier to Gina, it's like you build this thing mm-hmm. and like you work and you work and you work and you work. And then you're in this moment where you have the opportunity to slow down and like just be in that space mm-hmm. and not think about a million other things. But I just wanted to take a moment. I know I did this right afterward, um, after the practice, but I just want to compliment you on your mm. teaching style. It's like, it's playful. It's fun. And you kept using the word play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know like where that comes from, because it, you could tell the entire class, as soon as you said words like that, like everyone responded to it. And we are looking at people just trying to pay attention to the vibe and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but I'm just wondering where that came from, like where you picked that up or if you came up with that, but it really makes yoga not intimidating um, and more fun than anything else. Well, thanks for the compliment, number one, <laughs> um, because it's so not about, I mean, it is like I obviously add an element in the guidance side, but it is sure. also in your ability to receive that and be mm-hmm. open. Right. But, um, but the playfulness, gosh, you know, I just mm-hmm. being, being in the Bay area, we, yeah, are definitely but, but growing up in the Bay, like things, things move fast. You know, if you want, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are trying to create something, if you are trying to connect with community, just there's a pace here and it's wonderful, but it can be a lot. And then also at this era that we're in, there's so much content, there's so much stuff. So things can be really uh, overwhelming at times. Things can get really serious. There's this um, kind of constant need to do more, be more, achieve more. And so in, you know, I think in this era, we are all trying to encourage mindfulness and slowing down in the, in the way of being more intentional. Yeah. And 
even in being intentional, it can feel very serious, even if it's a good intention, right? And so I try to encourage play to break up that serious effort because when you do, it kind of breaks the pattern of this habitual needing to achieve Mm -hmm. and you open yourself up to discover something. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's what I love most about yoga is it shifts my perspective every single time I stick in it longer than 20 minutes. (laughs) Like the first 15 to 10, 15, 15 to 20 minutes, I know what I'm going for, right? I need to make my body feel better. I need to breathe deeper, whatever. But once I pass that threshold, all of a sudden things are clearer or I'm seeing things differently or my mental capacity changes. And all of a sudden I'm open to something new that I wasn't before, or I experience, or I discover something. So I, I encourage play because I believe that it opens you up when you're young, Mm. you don't have these expectations. Mm. Yeah. So when you allow for playfulness, you really can discover something that you maybe didn't see before. Is that something you find like new yogis, I guess is the word. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Struggle with. Cause like when I did it, my mindset was just doing a harder pose Mm -hmm. like that's all Mm -hmm. i cared about was i want to do the harder pose next week or next time it's like the achievement side yeah the achievement side whereas maybe i would have enjoyed it more Mm -hmm. if i just took the time to not care be like Mm -hmm. competitive and be like well now i can do this which i'm better than you at yoga because now i can do i can hold my tree pose way better Mm -hmm. than you no that's Um, the real thing you're right i think it's are you sure you didn't have an older sibling (laughs) that sounds ultra (laughs) (laughs) he's in competition with himself yeah oh my oh my god i'm covering a lot and she's not your therapist like that's why i'm that's the only reason i started this podcast so i can figure out how to be yeah 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 yeah, each guest he has on he's like uncovering a new (laughs) issue within himself (laughs) that's incredible every week i get better um so i I would say lisa like with that said just to kind of follow up what nate is saying and what you had mentioned about the ceiling right we Mm -hmm. talk about it in law a lot in running mm-hmm. or any other class I'm sure but like and I just kind of lost my train of thought okay yeah so yeah. for mm-hmm. new yogis mm-hmm. right or just new folks that would like to learn yoga do you recommend they don't do like short kind of classes because mm. folks like me I will use like different apps mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times they'll have like a 10 minute hip opener or like you know shoulders or something like that um, do you recommend if people are new to yoga doing like a 30 minute kind of class just so you can really get past the five, 10 minute mental game? I mean, that's a, such a good point. I've never been asked or even considered that before, mm. but I would say yes. And, and, and I guess it really just depends on what your goals are. But mm-hmm. again, those first 10 to 15 minutes, you are so caught up in your expectation of what you're trying to achieve that you don't actually get into that flow state and you don't actually, yeah. your nervous system isn't regulated yet. Like it, mm-hmm. the whole, there's, there's many reasons why people show up to yoga again, but at the end of it, all that euphoric feeling or that feeling of satisfaction mm-hmm. comes from your blood circulation and your nervous system being regulated. So like warm up. Exactly. Like, yeah. And so I, if you go for 10 to 15 minutes, you're going to feel good in your body and, and depending on how quickly you can drop into that feel good, you know, emotion, you, you can maybe achieve it in 15 minutes. Sure. But when you're new, you're discovering things. I definitely recommend giving more time. I always recommend giving more time. Um, but again, it comes down to what your goal is, right? Because you might give 30 minutes, but if you're not really devoted to those 30 minutes, then it doesn't change what 15 minutes can do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do a mental warm up then before going into? Mm. So it really depends. This is actually a good question. So it depends on who's in my practice. If Mm. they have a a practice and they've been coming consistently, we can usually um, take a shorter kind of warm up and drop, like I, I consider it as dropping in. 
um, in short story, not to go too far off, but I, I, I relate this. If you've ever been on a plane or you're in small quarters and there's literally nothing that you can do other than wait, right? Like if you're even sitting in a chair, like in an office, you're waiting to be seen or something, right? There's like, you know, the habitual habit of getting on your phone and preoccupying your time. Let's just say your phone is dead and there's nothing to read. Like, what are you doing, right? That quote unquote, dro- <laughs> like, like, right? Nothing. Like the worst, yeah. what are you going to do? Leave, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hop well, off the plane. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Sleep. Yeah. But you know, it's this quote unquote dropping in is in, is essentially like muscle memory. You are arriving into a, a feeling of peace, of releasing the need to do something in, in, in yoga in the beginning the warm-up, the breath work is usually to get yourself in a place where you're receptive and open to the movement. So a warm-up in yoga is usually focused on breathing. You might take a deep inhale and a few big exhales. We'll always do that in a practice and then we'll cultivate a very intentional breath. But the nice part is that if people know how to do that already, they drop in real quick. If they're still trying to understand what the value is of breathing, it takes a little time and you have to give a little more time to that. So that's where I think like, in, in, oh, to go back to the airplane, I remember sitting down one time and just feeling a little bit antsy. And I was shocked at how quickly I was able to mm. zone out of everything around me and drop into that meditative state. Mm. And it's because I've been practicing for Are so many doing years. The breathing? Is that kind no, of? To be honest, it, I didn't even intentionally breathe that mm. way. But it, <laughs> my memory, like, again, that muscle memory, like my vision of being able to do that just immediately calmed me and I felt like peace. I was just like, okay, I'm here. We should Nothing have done that method before do. the podcast. Well, it's <laughs> funny because, so growing up, my mom and her dad were both runners. So they were running marathons regularly. And when my mom started to get me running, when my mom started to get me into running, and I was like around, I don't know, 12, 13, and I kept being like, oh, like, this is tough. Like, I'm tired. Like, I can't breathe. Like, and she would say, okay, if there's a moment where you can't breathe, I want you to do your best to take a deep breath. As you're running, that's okay. Deep breath. And then let it all out, like, just one big sigh. Mm-hmm. And so from that moment on, like, I took that lesson with me. Mm-hmm. And so that applies to, like, everyday life, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like we get off a tough call. Like, maybe it's deep breath and let it out, right? So like, that's so interesting because it's Mm -hmm. so real and it's something that can be taken to any physical activity, any just life scenario where Mm -hmm. you are feeling overwhelmed. Like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Okay, deep breath, let it out, let it go. It's amazing, like something like that. Well, and and really what that is, is it's essentially your ability to realize your own, your own conscious control, like your, your ability to choose in a moment, like, Oh no, I can breathe. Oh no. I, Oh, I can breathe deeper. Okay. Totally. And I think that's, that is what goal, the goal of yoga really is, is to just be able to understand the barriers of your mind and be able to choose different. Right. So, you know, we talked a little bit about newcomers. It's like, you might be coming, especially if I'm assuming a lot of these listeners, hello, everybody are (laughs) like, you're not, like you're not here. I'm new here. You're not. Um, I feel like the the thing is, is like, you know, you might be thinking, okay, well, how does this benefit my running or how does this benefit my, you know, how how do I incorporate this into be, to be supportive as opposed to like, it's the new way of my life. You know, you're not taking this maybe huge life change and it could, still change your life but it's not so much about you know just running or just yoga or just breathing it is how again it all comes together so that you can do all the things you love in a more balanced and sustainable way Mm. if you are running constantly you are more prone to injury if you are 
um, you know, doing yoga constantly, you are yeah, also totally. prone to injury. So there, there's that, that aspect of knowing when to breathe deeper. And essentially it's just coming down to knowing yourself. It's yep. like in this moment, how do I yep. choose and be more supportive for myself? Yeah, definitely. I think like balance is such a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, cause I will get stuck in that mindset where I'm like, okay, I'm running this race. Like I got to run every day Yeah. or I'm yeah. going to look like a big dummy mm -hmm. at this race. Like, I just don't want to be the last person <laughs> in like, you know, because you have always, it's like, I feel like I've always been seen as like an athlete. And so that becomes your identity. And so now you're like, well, all the things that I do, I got to do it at 100 yeah. all the time. You're expected to be top three. Yeah, yeah exactly. When you're waking up and you're like, have this number that's in front of you. Yeah. 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 Even totally. though your partner's like way better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, if you're listening, we all know you're better at soccer. Like way better. Soccer, I will not argue that at all. Like she's a complete gangster when it comes to that. Like, but running, like. <laughs> distance running I could definitely take her sprint like challenge accepted let's go well now can I go see you guys because I'm not yeah. a runner I mean every now and again I'll enjoy like a hardcore sprint around the lake just to just to Ooh, test my endurance we did our uh, turkey trot did the turkey yeah. trot didn't make it far on a run but I walked my ass off after but here's the, here's my question is mm. you know why do you run like why mm. what why are you running I hated running. What are you running from? <laughs> or two. That's my bad. <laughs> or two. I'm running to the Ooh. bar. Um, uh. I, I am kind of, oh man, this is going to sound really bad, but no one's ever asked me that. Um, I don't want to say it's for that like high that you do get, mm -hmm. but I do think there is nothing else that I have tried um, or been a part of that really has given me that where when you're in that flow, mm -hmm. this running flow and life makes sense, what you're doing with your body makes sense mm -hmm. and your mind is connected to your body. Like I can feel every step. I can feel every joint. Like I can just, we talked a little bit off mic, like I can adjust posture and positioning. It's like when I'm in that state, it's like everything makes sense. All of a sudden, work makes sense, and that's not stressful anymore. Or, like, I will have ideas that come to me while I'm running, and I'm in that state. That flow state. Because it's mm -hmm. it's like life starts flowing again. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you say, there's so many things. Mm -hmm. There's just content, distractions, and this screen and that screen. And it is all of a sudden, like, life is in this peaceful flow state, and as is my body. Like, and we were all in this together. It's almost like I've been on these runs and I feel like these random dudes that are just like standing on the street are in this with me. But like they don't know who I am. But like I'll say good morning or like whatever. Yeah. I feel like Oakland, as I'm running through the streets of Oakland and some of these like flow states that you get, you're like, Oakland is here for me. <laughs> like I'm not here for Oakland. Like, oh, it's out here for me. Like not they showed up. Personal marathon. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, they showed up. These guys are saying good morning. And it's just it. like I got homeless guys being like, get it. And I'm like, you know it. And I'm just like cursing. If, uh, if I wave at you on a run and you don't wave back, I curse at you. I will do this. <laughs> I, I flip you off. I don't oh, do it you towards really? you. I get I get upset. It's like really especially if it's another runner, like, dude, we're both in this together. I, I look oh, at they you. They don't in the say eyes, hi to you. And I wave at you and you look at me in this look away. I'm like, dude, come on. That's yeah. not cool. There's a sense of accomplishment, though, too. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, that's. You're crossing that finish line, yeah. or you've been training for X amount of hours, days, and then uh, you mm. accomplish something for yourself. Or, like you said, mm -hmm. at the end of like a newbie's 
first yoga class, your body mm. is doing something that maybe originally you guys were like, we're going to run a half marathon. <laughs> and now in a, a month or so, you guys are going to accomplish that. I'm going to be in a cabana with a bottle of champagne <laughs> waiting for them. But I mean, your body is doing something that Incredible. you probably knew it could do. Yeah. But for a yoga class, a lot of newbies don't think their bodies can move yeah. in that way or yeah. function in that way or can do that again. Like mm -hmm. maybe they once were able to move when they were younger. Yeah. Where it is play yeah. and mm -hmm. it is yeah. fun. And like maybe you did some of those things as a kid and didn't even realize you're doing it. Yeah. You know? But yeah. yeah. Nate, why do you run? Uh, it sounds so selfish, but really just because I'm – I. Because I'm signed for this race, I want to do better than Maddie and Ryan. <laughs> you um, are so competitive. I'm realizing this. Too. The therapy honestly, session has begun. It's honestly again. exhausting to be around all of this. That's why I run to yeah. get away from it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't run for these reasons. I dance. Running away from Nate is what I'm doing. Right, how do you get on Strava so I can compare numbers? Um, but besides, I'm not on Strava. <laughs> but besides that, like. I really did not like running and it was only because my two best friends were both, they're both, and they still are really gifted runners. Um, I just, I, I would have in high school rather played like lacrosse mm. or something where there's hitting and like aggression involved. Um, <laughs> you do need a therapist. <laughs> Lisa, is we that also in your arsenal? This, you guys. Oh no, not mine. Um, but now it's... She's like, yeah. You but it. you need that. <laughs> it's my meditative state. Aspect. Yeah, like, I'm meditating when I'm doing that. Um, meditating when I'm hitting people. Yeah, exactly. Are you in release. the flow state? It's my flow state. All right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Different um, type of flow. <laughs> but um, and and like it, it kind of sounds bad too. But also, it's 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 a cheap workout. Mm. Like I, I mean, I just graduated. I'm in the Bay Area now. Yeah. I don't have that much money to have a great gym membership. Mm -hmm. I don't have. Fitness. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I do Plant Fitness. Um, and I don't. I'm, I've never played basketball. Not super interested to in it. And. There's not that many other sports when you're out of college to just mm. play, unless you used to play it. Mm -hmm. Outside rec-wise, like there's soccer, basketball, and kind of tennis. I've never played either of those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so there's not much for me to do active-wise outside than mm. just running. And that's why I do it. And also, it's a great way to explore somewhere new. I love, I've moved mm. a lot. Um, and it's a great way to explore the area, and especially the Bay Area. There's so many, you can not run the same area twice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, totally. There's so many different routes and everything and people to see. And you can go to Joaquin Miller. You can run the Bay Trail. There's, especially here, there's so many different climates too. Um, but also now it's just it's the challenge aspect. Um, I, I go in and out of like I will run a lot, but then I run so much I get injured. Yeah. Um, but now that I have like a real race uh, that I'm working towards, like I'm more motivated at, for the end goal that mm. I'm trying to achieve. Like I plan on staying in shape running wise after this half but who knows like realistically i might just stop running for a little bit and like just be done with it and you maybe... might have a dad bod you never yeah know. exactly <laughs> yeah and i'm super interested in like learning new things like i i learned how like i learned how to play tennis and so maybe i'll just get really involved in tennis and maybe i'll just be more comfortable after just moving here to like join a tennis club mm -hmm. or That's like cool. learn how to play soccer so i can be 
Maddie and Sarah. Um, There's a like common theme here. There's always like some competition. Like, yeah. Well, I think this that's is why a, Sarah won't play soccer with me. I need she can't turn it off. I need like, something you know? to work towards, and like like a competition. Like I yeah. want to. I might not. I might know I'm gonna lose, but if I played soccer against you, I would try to win because I need that. Ah, uh, there's a chance though. There's a chance I could win, and I don't want to just like play. And what does the win give you? Just that satisfaction? Just that satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't need I don't need to be like, oh, I'm the alpha. Or like I'm yeah. way better. It's just more like oh, I did it. Like yeah. I did something that maybe not like like I didn't think or like someone else didn't think. Yeah. But yeah. But also like I'm not like I was never gifted in any sport where I was like always winning or something. So I was like used to it. I just I like always wanted to. But don't you find it interesting that no matter how hard you train, like mm. because you're an aging body, like this practice of running is just always going to be changing. And like yeah. given your whatever else is going on in your life, like I think that's what is so fascinating is that's like, why do you keep running? Right. Like it's always changing. Your your totally. skill set of it is always changing. And so like mm-hmm. we were talking about this kind of earlier again off mic where it's mm. like you might be training for for a marathon, but like you might be so frustrated while you start running that like it's not hitting right like something totally. you know yeah. and then and then when you're in that moment mm. how do you overcome that and how yeah. do you actually you know make those refinements and and do better or you know and leave feeling satisfied right yeah. as opposed yeah. to leave feeling pissed or frustrated and we we're yeah. talking about that too like totally. like and it's the same with running like when you stop for a little bit and go back in it's such a wall at mm. first and then there's such like and you stop for a week from running and then like oh, okay 5k is gonna be rough when like <laughs> maybe like a month ago i was doing 10k every single run or like i'm sure like uh, you probably haven't stopped that long but mm. i'm sure you can understand like if you stopped yoga for a while and did it again i bet it'd be like frustrating but like oh man i can't do the poses oh i God. used to yeah like it's like you gotta be you gotta keep up on it and you gotta if you are serious about getting into yoga or running you have to stay consistent or else mm. you'll probably and you can't just give up when you're not seeing the results because if you give up and try to like, oh, I'll try again like next week. You're still never going to see the results you want to because you got to stay consistent in what you're doing. Yeah. Well, a lot of that has to do with the same concept of just like it's not the finish line. It's the whole yeah. journey, right? Process, like it's, yeah. yeah, it's the whole process. And yeah. I feel like, and to, to, to kind of touch on what you mentioned is, yeah, I've definitely fallen out of my practice. And you know what? I fell out of it when I was teaching, which made me feel mm. even more guilty because yeah. I'm like, well, now here I am leading something that <laughs> I'm not even honoring. Like, why am I not? And the reason I wasn't is because I was overwhelmed and stressed. And I left the practice thinking that it was another quote unquote thing as opposed to the thing that fills me up to do all the other things. And I think it's supposed to be something that's supposed to help. You know what? At least for me, and this is why I'm a freelancer, is like, I don't like having so much scheduled. Like, I don't like Mm. knowing that my whole life is just buttoned up to a to oh, a time I slot on a calendar, do you <laughs> see you see my google calendar files like, i got like my training my half marathon training schedule in green and, you and i've got my personal it. calendar in orange i've got work calendar in blue like it's very organized and you actually show up and you and you do it yes wow every day that's amazing every day i think it is a way to hold myself accountable Good, yeah. i sarah thinks i have like some add but it's okay and okay. I'm okay. I'm cool. I'm fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'm fine. That's and um, <laughs> we can explore yeah, that so here. I think, yeah. um, safe space. Safe yeah. space. Um, I think, yeah, it just keeps me accountable for, like, I want to. I want to be the person that shows up for people. Like when I pass someday, hopefully in a long time, I do want that to be the thing. Mm-hmm. I want to be remembered that, like, oh, she showed up. Mm-hmm. She will always show up for you, and so. 
for me, I know I'm scatterbrained and I'm all over the place and I have a million ideas. So if I put it here, I can show up for those times and those moments and truly be in them because it's dedicated time. So how did you discover that that was something you valued? Because that is what I think mm. is the most powerful point in that right there is the fact that you know that that's something you value. Oh, yeah. I would chalk a lot of this up to my partner. I think mm. she, I don't, she doesn't like see herself as like any type of, I don't know. I think she should have gone into like therapy or counseling. But we have like very open conversations about mm -hmm things we struggle with or things we're succeeding with or we have moments where I'm like, I need help. Mm -hmm. And then we talk through a lot of things um, and we're open to hearing the things as well. I think we went into our relationship that way. Mm. And so because of her, I have discovered a lot about myself. Um, and like, bless her heart, she's been through like a lot of these moments with me that mm. are challenging, some easier and some are really hard. But mm. Um, she kind of got me there, I think. I don't know. I can't say enough amazing things about her, and that's not why we're here. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's what got me to where I am right now and to be able to have that conversation and know enough about myself to know how to show up mm. in the best way, best version of myself for other people. Mm. Um, so if it wasn't for her, people would probably be like, oh, Maddie. God, she's never around her. Like she's <laughs> so I don't know. It's just uh, like, yeah, I learned it probably through my relationship. So, yeah. well, that kind of kills my whole point. <laughs> uh, no, I'm well, just kidding. No, not at all. But but my hope was my hope was like, you know, just yeah. to learn about the process of how you discover mm -hmm. that because I I didn't know my values until I started doing yoga. Okay. And um in working out and in okay. general just self-care, just yeah. like understanding totally. like, that time for myself to see some things clearly. And I actually like how you described it earlier when you were like, "Oh, when you're running, there's just like a certain point where you have all it all makes sense." And all of a sudden things It's crazy. It's, it, and it is. And yeah. when you reach that like you feel like you're in a movie yes it yeah. feels yeah. almost like <laughs> all of a sudden the universe like, ah. just aligns and it you're like wild. this is what we're Maddie, here yeah, for Maddie becomes the center oh, it's, it's like the sound of music in the field yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's twirling about or or yeah I just have a major ego and think the world is just revolving around me so you enter it's your one of those movie. things it's a sure. little bit of both yeah. all the people on the street are really not rooting for you they're telling you to get out of the way they're asking for help garbage man is waving they're like, move. They're not waving. They're like, hey, can I ask you a question? You're just like, what's up? Keep running. That brings up a question, though. It's like, like Maddie was saying, like, mentally, like, talking it out with Sarah mm. can be very, like, therapeutic. But there's, is, there's, there is a difference between something being therapeutic and then, like, something being meditative, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the, mm. something that's therapeutic might not be meditative and vice versa. Or Ooh, this is a good one. Yeah. Good so, so meditation, there is, you know, reflective meditating mm -hmm. where you... Um, essentially, you know, and you can be moving or sitting, but essentially you are putting yourself in a position to watch your thoughts as mm. they pass by. Mm. You're not actually supposed to work it out in your own okay. head. You're supposed to understand through meditation that your thoughts are these like passing clouds in the sky. And you, if you go to grasp at one, it just becomes like many more and it, and it dissip, uh, dissipate, it dissip, mm -hmm. well, you know, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's a word, right? Yeah. 
Uh, that's why I'm a creative. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like that that there's a practice of reflection that an introspection that I have, um, and I practice that through journaling. But meditation mm-hmm. itself is actually supposed to pull yourself away from all of those thought trails and to kind of discern the voice of your ego and all these kind of. Um, if you think about how language was developed in terms of communication and society, like the thoughts in our head are developed secondary to being human. Like we're not, you know, meant to just be constantly chasing our thoughts and ideas, but we have them, they exist and we've put language to them and meaning to them. And so in the practice of meditation, you become an observer of all of that. And I think it's the practice of the conscious choice where then you decide what you value, what feels right for you, what is kind of your, true sense of self and how you want to apply that into everything you're doing in this modern day world. Um, So to answer your question, therapy and meditation are very different in that way in terms of therapy really digs into your thoughts and picks apart. Mm -hmm. Well, why do you think this way? What is the meaning of this? It has a lot more question and solution or finding solutions and and trying to kind of work it out. Whereas meditation almost like throws the hands up to say, you know what, I'm going to separate myself Mm. from all this and I'm just going to observe and realize that it's all ingrained. It's all part of my experiences, but I don't have to attach myself to any one thought or any one sense of identity. And man, it's it's like really that. nice when you're going through a hard time. If you practice yeah. that, mm-hmm. when you're going through a good time, it's harder to let that go because you're like, oh wait, but I want to identify with yeah. this good stuff, you know? Yeah, totally. So the, uh, to me, that to, at least for me, that's what I see as the major difference between therapy and and meditation. I know it's probably mm-hmm. all personal, like, but when you are meditating and you start thinking about, oh, I got this trip coming up I gotta start packing I gotta like oh I have a phone call I know I have a phone call in 20 minutes like Mm -hmm. you maybe start seeing those thoughts come towards you like topics Mm -hmm. to talk about or an event coming up how do you how do you not grasp onto those Ooh, good question move past that because like for me and like uh, like I would call like it's interesting you said that because I'd call like running for me can be very meditative because I sometimes let everything go but then at times I know Maddie does the same. Mm-hmm. I will just think about work, and but I'll have like great thoughts, and like I'll be yeah. like, "Boom, that's positive. exactly what I'm supposed to do." Yeah. But that's why you guys need to keep way. running the good yeah. work thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, how do how do you like when you're like, okay, I'm meditating, like not grasp onto like a, mm. a big thought. So one way that I do it is I have a journal and I just Mm. write it down and it's Mm. saved for later kind of thing. Um, More recently, and because my practice has evolved, I've learned to trust that the thoughts that are strong enough will return and I don't have to feel this need to write them down or I'll forget. So instead it's like, I will trust that if that is really in me and that is meant to be like my just observing of it is enough to know that it'll return again. And it'll, the more it returns, the more I will pursue it kind of thing. Mm. But that's my like spiritual, you know, jam. Yeah. I have the worst time with that. If I think yeah. something, I have like my reminders on my phone. Mm-hmm. That's why I live by. Like See, if I didn't have that, I yeah. probably wouldn't trust myself to remember anything. I'll stop cooking. Like whatever I'm doing. I'll, I've stopped a run before mid run. If I think about something to write it down on my phone. Yeah. I'm scared about losing it. Well, okay. So, ooh. Gosh, in that in that whole moment, you just said you're you don't trust yourself and you're scared. Like those are big things. And I'm gonna you know lose. I mean? Yes, you're you're scared. You're gonna lose. Like so, this is the thing is at the end of the day, like the the deeper like the deeper you go into this practice of yoga for me is like you understand yourself and you trust you you learn to trust yourself and overcome fears and to the point where like when you're good you're good you're like oh I'm literally don't you know but let me tell you some weeks are you kidding I have to write shit down and I have to check I mean listen no one no one in this modern day era unless they are fully devoted to meditation and don't have to make a 
living. Like, yeah, we're we're functioning on modern society. So, like, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, but um, in the bay, yeah, be, yeah. Because yeah, I was gonna say, like, it might be something like I'm writing down. Eight jobs. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I might be writing down something because I need to do it for work. Like, yeah. I gotta, like totally. I do it, but uh, yeah. At the uh, other no, times, it's like meaningless things. Like, uh, make sure to get catch up today. I'll write that like mid run because like I don't want to forget it later. Catch but up. Listen. I, yeah. I think I think it's just such a fascinating topic, and I didn't run into it. I mean, I've been practicing yoga since 2012. So it's been almost 10 years of practicing, seven years of teaching. And I feel like it wasn't until the last, and maybe during the pandemic, but last few years where I fully feel this um, internal pull and struggle in two opposite directions between creativity and like conscious living. Because mm. creativity is all about chasing your ideas and then creating things from them and, and, and just bringing your imagination into the world, right? Like you guys had this idea of an event and you created it and you made it happen. And it's such a fascinating thing because that's kind of the world we live in right now is it's mm. like, what are you, what are you making? What are you giving? What are yeah. you doing? Right. Everyone's whereas, creative now. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like the yeah. root of yoga meditation is not doing, it's just like being right. And like, <laughs> and even like with, you know, not to get into government, you know, government social justice, but like when you even think about like just our, our modern world and how much we have to proactively yes. take participation, right? Like yes. we can't just sit back and just meditate and be peaceful beings. Mm. Like as, as wonderful as it is, it's like, we do have to coexist with modern day mm society so so there's a balance and I think it's at the end of the day just knowing like what it is you need in any given moment and that's the skill set so it's like if you know that you need to write shit down write shit down yeah. um <laughs> if you have to hang on to an idea because you think this thing is gold mm-hmm. then chase it with all your heart right but if if you I tune will. in and you're like yeah this doesn't feel right anymore then like that's that inner so, tuition so when do you mm-hmm. when you have a thought like like that do you take a second though to assess like do I need to stop what I'm doing to write this down yeah okay I definitely do at this point. I actually used to make to-do lists every morning with mm. my coffee, and I haven't done that in years now. That's kind of mm. the stage. That I was know. a huge, yeah, that was, I mean, to be honest, rock it so you don't need it anymore because I love the making list. Sometimes I make lists just to make lists again because I miss making them, but I don't ever look <laughs> at them. I just off part yeah, of I know. Yes. so satisfying. And that's why I do it on my phone because I love hitting the button and it disappears. Oh, yeah. like, you know what? My brother-in-law messed me up, though, because the second he... Looked at me and was just like, "So the time that you're taking to write that down and cross that off, you could have just done, done the two." It. Three <laughs> yeah. And honestly, ever since he told me that, I was like, Fuck. "So now, instead yeah. of..." And I do have a problem. I honestly do have a problem with procrastination, and I mm. tend to procrastinate the things that I want to do the most. Mm. So that has been my practice in the most recent years. Where if it's on, if if it's like the need that I want to write it down, instead, it's just like, you know what, I'm not gonna save this for later, or even an hour or a half hour. Like, I'm just gonna do it real quick. Yeah. Just, just get it done. Um, and it's, you know, that's a skill of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you have a trip coming up, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, this September, the last week of September, I'm going back to a place that I went last two years, uh, to Shinolani, which is in Puerto Vallarta. It's a yoga Ooh. retreat center. Ooh. And it's, amazing. I know it's, it's all like you're nestled in the hills and you're tucked into the jungle mm-hmm. and you have your own private beach and you just feel like you're in a different world essentially. And, you know, it's a 30 minute boat ride from the city. So you can go in and out if you wanted, but you really, you tuck in and we, um, I, I'm doing it with a co-host friend of mine who does yin yoga. I'm definitely more of an active teacher. So we are providing a balance of movement and meditation and then creativity, exploration. We have day trips and they also have a spa there, but, um, 
but yeah, I, I really connected retreats and in, in traveling in general as a huge component to what I believe is valuable in life and in perception and being able to think beyond yourself and like just understanding how other people live. Now and we can do it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yes, to, to long-winded answer, yeah. we do have a trip coming up and I'm awesome. very excited. How can people find out about this trip or like learn more? Yeah. So if you go to conscious.creative.retreats on Instagram, there's um, a flood of information there and a link to learn more. Awesome. So. And, and all those and your email, I'll put it in the show notes. Thank so you. also if you want to click directly there, that'll be right there as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. Conscious Creative Retreats. Awesome. Well, and thank you so much for being on today. I'm sure we're going to have you on again. because <laughs> So much. Yeah, we definitely because want to do Nathan this Because Nathan needs a therapist. <laughs> this is only session one. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not going to write I'm down hooked. your, you need catch up later. <laughs> yeah. There's so many We worked times. through that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you thank so much. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to my lovely co-host. Guys, lovely. We're still lovely. We're so lovely. Bye everyone. You're tuning in to the big five run. Oh, we are here to buck the status quo. Running this for all in the five run. Oh, live and direct. We want to let you know. You're tuning in to the big five run. Oh, we are here to buck the status quo.